Welcome to the Money GPS. You came here for the truth, so let me unveil that for you. Okay, so hear me out. The inflation that we are seeing today is actually being made worse, and it's hitting lower income people the hardest. Want to know why? I will cover that in this video. I'll give you many examples, and I'll give you the details, beginning with this. Have you heard about this? Oil from U.S. reserves sent overseas as gasoline prices stay high. Now, gasoline prices and oil prices have come off of their all-time highs, but certainly we see this at a time in which we need every reason for oil and gas to come down for the consumer, for the consumer to benefit. But more than 5 million barrels of oil that were part of the Strategic Petroleum Reserves, SPR, were sent to Europe. Isn't that interesting? And other places as well. When you look at this and see what has happened over this period, to me, very interesting. You, the individual, are paying more for just about everything. It's not just gasoline, certainly. Everything. And oil, you know that that has an impact on just about everything. Transportation costs, all the goods that you get are being shipped from somewhere else to where you are. And as oil rises in price, it puts an additional... Uh, let's say, downward pressure on people. So they do talk about this in here, and I just found it to be so unusual at this time. The SPR is declining. It's getting further and further down. And yet, maybe for political purposes, this has been sent overseas. That brings me to this. We are seeing delinquencies start to increase. This is Ford's CFO. It's not yet a concern for us coming out of last year, and through the first part of this year, they were very low. It seems like we are reverting back more towards the mean. What I watch here is inflationary pressures. I'm watching debt increase. I'm watching credit card usage rise, and I'm watching savings fall down. And as a result, this is impacting individuals. Let's be honest about this. Let's just look at the situation. All of these things coming together all at once, not a good sign. Now, this, of course, connects in with something I think is really historically unusual. But here's where car payments cost more than rent in the US. I mean, believe it. Okay, a record share of new car shoppers are being saddled with monthly payments topping $1,000. Unbelievable. But you could see this right here, it's beyond the average cost of rent in 24 US metro areas. And you could see that the average monthly car payment reaching $712. Just think about this a car more. Than a house more than an apartment my goodness and of course you could see it looking around you know the cheapest rent akron ohio akron ohio excuse me wichita kansas you go down the list okay now maybe you might say these aren't the best places to live or they're not so fancy and they don't have this or they don't have that or whatever but the point here is that because of everything that's happening with the car market you know, the supply chain problems, logistics issues, um, a whole bunch of things. 
when people said, oh, I don't want to necessarily take public transit anymore. I don't want to be so close to people. I'm going to buy a car. You had other things where people were moving into more suburban and rural areas. They're moving away from the city, so now they need a car. There's a whole bunch of different things that have happened here. More Americans are struggling. Inflation, gas, prices, top family concerns. Nothing new here, of course. But I just want to show you this. When we look at all the evidence being piled up, you see these things one after the other after the other. And what does it mean? to you, the individual, the consumer out there, which is really the engine of the United States economy. It's not manufacturing, let me tell you. This right now adds up to slowing growth and, of course, ultimately, recession. The U.S. dollar will remain strong for at least the next three months as it basks in both expectations for aggressive Fed interest rate rises and safe haven appeal stemming from global recession fears. That could be accurate. I mean, I don't know about the dates in terms of three months. But when we see this period of time, uh, looking at all the chaos, all of the uncertainty, the U.S. dollar seems to be you know, an attractive investment. That's just the way it is. Now, you as an individual might be earning U.S. dollars, but for others overseas, you know, a U.S. dollar could be really appreciating against their currency and simply by holding the dollars, even though they're being devalued every single day, might look pretty attractive against the Turkish lira, right? Okay, now what about this? People were receiving checks throughout 2020, but according to this study, they had no lasting impact on the poor. Cash boosted spending for four weeks before returning to normal. Impact dissipates after a few weeks. I mean, come on. You're going to go out there and pump billions of dollars, billions of dollars out there, and it's going to have an impact of a few weeks. It is not worth it. This only exacerbates inflation. Now, I know what you're thinking. Hey, we got to help people. And I do believe that. But what we saw from the PPP, remember that? What about all these other plans? All these other stimulus packages? The money went out there to people who did not need it, to businesses who did not need it. And they went and did things that they certainly shouldn't have. But hey, free money. All I got to do is fill out this form. I'll sign on the dot. You know, this type of thing. I personally heard situations where people were getting, people were making money. People were doing well. And they were getting, their businesses were getting six-figure sums. Copper slide signals mounting recession concern. So we can look at different indicators. Copper happens to be one of those. And why? Why would you look at copper? Well, copper is an industrial metal. And every time you got to build a house, every time you got to build many different things, you got to use copper. So it is seen as a bellwether for what's happening within development, within you know, the economy as a whole. Industrial metal falls to its lowest levels since late 2020 as many investors unwind their bets. Now, what we saw over the period was a rise in commodities that were 
unsustainable and it was just going crazy and that was becoming the trade of the day so all the money was flowing in and now things are going down but is it because of recession fears or is it because of profit taking that remains to be seen but certainly all that froth is coming off and what is changing well this is the big one is huge. Fed hawks back 75 basis point July hike. Still see a soft landing though. <laughs> Come on. All right. If you appreciate this, simply hit that thumbs up button. Okay. We got to get wild and silly sometimes. All right. I mean, they'll never, they'll, they're just never going to say that it's not going to be a soft landing. I mean, it could be it could be the worst situation ever. And they'll just say, well, you know what? Soft landing. Anyway, quote, we need to move to a much more restrictive setting in terms of interest rates and policy. And we need to do that as quickly as possible. That's Waller. Okay, these are this Waller and Bullard. Okay, two top officials from the Fed. So I'm definitely in support of doing another 75 basis point in July and probably 50 in September. So right there, we should be aware that the consensus seems to be in a couple weeks from now, 75 basis points, putting, I believe, the top range of the Fed's interest rates at 2.5%. Now, there was uh, several videos that were out there that I saw talking about how the Federal Reserve has not decreased their balance sheet. They're lying. What are you talking about? And people loved it. They ate it up. Um, I, I all along said this. We are going to see the Fed's balance sheet come down. I don't know how far. They claim it's going to be you know, in the $6 trillion range. I don't know about that. But anyway, um, they want to buy everything up. But we need, we need a good collapse. They need that crisis. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Um, and, and it has come down slightly, slightly. Okay, so we see that. And, and it peaked out at 8.965 trillion. And today it stands at 8.891 trillion. So it's come down a little bit. And we will see where that goes. This is really important to follow because just this small adjustment, not purchasing as much of what they did before, looking out there at the different countries the global balance you know, central bank balance sheets have come down in total not that much in a percentage terms and yet it has had a dramatic impact on the financial markets nobody wants to see the correlation there but i've i'll just keep highlighting it over and over again you want to know what's going to happen to the stock market just look at the global central bank balance sheets but there's one central bank one central bank that's doing something different than all the rest do you know who it is if you stick with me to the end of the video, I'll show you. U.S. recession is already here, according to Wells Fargo Investment Group. Banks Investment Institute sees a second quarter GDP contraction. So here we are. Yet another you know, financial establishment. Analysts are saying the same thing. We're going to see that. And here, forecast differs from the economics team, which he sees a 20, uh, 2023 recession. I don't know. I don't know. And uh, to me, I wouldn't be concerned about that. Is it, is it this year? Is it next year? Is it, what should I do? What should I buy the dip? Let me know which stocks to buy. You've got to be more sophisticated than that. Okay, I don't have time to get into this video. I've got two books. I've got the playlists on my channel. Definitely check those out, okay?
This is interesting. This is talking about buy the dip. Quote, we still, okay, let me read this. All the dip buying points to a lack of washout in sentiment that would eventually set the stage for a sustained recovery. It's something that I've talked about before, right? Quote, we still haven't seen that capitulation. It's been more of a slow burn, kind of a death by a thousand paper cuts than it has been kind of that flush in the system. So you'll get some of these relief rallies, but overall, I think the market will be volatile at least through the summer. And we see this over and over again. Why? Because we have not had the cleanse. People were going out there and buying all these silly things in 2020, 2021. And then markets had come down. And what happened when they started to see these relief rallies, these, let's just call them rallies for this moment, they went on about the same things. The same things today. As I watch the markets, same things getting bought up. All right. Now, the only central bank which is going in the complete opposite direction of all the others around the world. Did you guess it? Did you hang in there? Did you guess that one? Yes, China. If you've been watching this channel, you know I've been highlighting China saying, hey, all the world is going in this direction. China is going in that direction. Could we see a bunch of cash flowing into China? Well, China considers $220 billion stimulus with unprecedented bond sales. Special bonds would be from the 2023 local government quota. It would be the first time bonds are sold before the start of the year. So we will see what happens. But ultimately, when I look at this, I see more and more stimulus. So China, when every country was pumping out stimulus, China didn't. China was smart with this because they kind of stepped back and said, well, what if we don't do stimulus? The whole world is doing stimulus. They're going to be buying up all our stuff. We're the manufacturing hub of the world, and we are going to be pumping out stuff left, right, and center. So why don't we just hold off, save our dry powder or whatever you want to call it, and we will just wait. And then when everything slows down and everything starts to get real iffy, then we'll pump it out. You see what they did? At least that's the way it appears on the outside. Now, this is interesting. It's been looking very attractive to investors in this case here. I don't know what's going to happen long term. I mean, if it's a global slowdown, it's going to affect China. We see that. But maybe they're trying to just hang on to what they can. I don't know. You tell me what you think. If you appreciate this information, simply hit that thumbs up button. It's right down there. Don't go away. Less than 10% of people are actually hitting that one button. So if you hit that, you'll be supporting the channel. And of course, don't forget to join 282,000 people here on this channel. Hit that subscribe button so that you can get all the best information each and every single day. I bring you only the best. Okay. See you on the next one. Take care.